Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. A little while ago, when I was sitting out on my front porch early one morning and realizing that what I was doing was smelling a little bit of fall coming in and the coolness of the breeze, I thought of a poem that uh, we read and analyzed back when I was studying German literature. It's a poem by Rainer Maria Rilke, one of the leading uh, lyrical poets in German, and it was entitled Herbsttag, that is, Autumn Day. And it's, it's a lovely poem, and it begins, Lord, it is time. The summer was very large, meaning very fruitful. Bid the last fruits to be full. Give them another two more southerly days. Press them to ripeness and chase the last sweetness into the heavy wine. And as those uh, thoughts and those, those words and in, in German, uh, they're very beautifully uh, done sent me back to thinking on the passage in my younger days between the summer and the fall. Those days that could be warm in the afternoon, but yet wonderfully cool in the evening and in the early morning. And when the poem says the summer was so large, so fruitful, I think of the summers that we had just spent picking the fruits of, of summer, and how throughout those uh, days my mother and father were involved with not only picking the fruits, but making preserves, putting them up, as my mother would say, canning them. And it followed a regular pattern of uh, the season. First, the strawberries, the huckleberries, the rich, uh, red and black raspberries, and then the crab apples and the tomatoes and peaches, and many of the things that my mother put up and canned were from my father's own garden. I remember as well how in uh, early September my father would make his world-famous crock of sauerkraut, cutting up the cabbages, smashing it up, bruising it up so that they would mature and ferment putting in the brine. And in fact, we had that crock of sauerkraut throughout the whole fall and winter and into spring. My mother thought the sauerkraut juice was medicine. In fact, uh, my brothers and I used to refer to it as intestinal dynamite. It certainly seemed to cure many things that ailed us. But we also realized that summer could be busy, but also sometimes lethargic. There were afternoons when uh, my mother, when we were really young, maybe six, seven, eight years old, would call us into the house on a hot day, pull the shades down, keep the windows open just a crack, make a picture of uh, lemonade, and give us each a big book to read. And to be quiet, and she'd always say, well, your grandmother now wants to say her prayers. 
Uh, and actually, that was a wonderful, wonderful mass for the fact that your mother needs a bit of a nap. But when fall occurred, there was that welcome coolness. And with it, a kind of renewed energy, in spite of always knowing what will come, sometimes all too shortly, following those wonderful months of, of fall. And it was, for us, I think, a, a kind of reawakening of the mind and spirit. It was the beginning of a new year of school. Our minds began to wake up, began to absorb uh, hunger for new uh, ideas, new ways of expressing ourselves, new problems to solve in arithmetic. But the poem of Rilke, after that lovely uh, little strophe about bidding the last fruits to be full, ends on a rather curious note. Whoever has no house now will not build one any more. Whoever is alone now will remain so for a long time, will stay up, read, write long letters, and wander the avenues up and down restlessly while the leaves are blowing. There's a certain sadness to this. I think a realization that the great fruitfulness of nature of the summer was dying away. The days were getting shorter, the nights were getting longer. And it seemed as if Rilke was saying, you just got to hunker down, do what you can to pass this time and wait for spring. But I've long considered that if we do that, the fall is wasted to a Christian uh, habit. I think Christians, rather than being saddened by the end of summer, should embrace the fall that is before us. For Christians, I think this is a time to realize that curious relationship in our lives between the natural changes of season and the natural changes that occur within our minds and our spirits and in our hearts. How, in fact, when summer is warm and powerful and rich and growing, we feel the kind of laziness, uh, like that song from Peregrine Bess, summertime when the living is easy. But in the fall, the Christmas around us awakens our, our interior reality, I believe, and it is time for Christians to begin in this fall to remember what has been given them and to call to mind a very large and profound spirit of gratitude. A gratitude for the gifts that have been given to us, a remembrance of what those gifts call us to be, and to do, and to understand a gratitude also for the gift of time. Oh, I think at a particular time in our existence, as we grow more mature, the passing and return of seasons seems all too rapid. But in fact, in that gift of time that we are given, we realize the moments that are offered to us, and we fill them 
just as summer filled nature with uh, the sweetness of its fruits, in the fall we are given the time to allow our spirit to uh, be drenched, really, in that gift and to be filled with a richness. So we thank God, not only for the time we are given, we thank him for the changes in the seasons. We thank him for the gifts that his abundance pours upon us, not only from the nature that he created, but also our interior life, our, our life of true humanity, of realization, of the opportunities, the gifts, the very life that God has given us. And we give thanks for each of our own opportunities. And maybe the fall is a time when we have put up all the fruits, we have gathered up all of the winter vegetables. It's a time now perhaps to sit quietly and examine our lives, what we have done, what we have failed to do. And rather being disturbed, allow ourselves to stay up, read, write long letters, and wander the avenues of our mind, and praying God for the strength that he gives generously to live out the possibilities in the interior uh, potentialities of our time and our being. Let them bring fruit within us as we enjoy all of those marvelous gifts of summer that have been preserved and offered to us in the darkness of a winter. And on these fall days, let us make resolutions. Not a lot. Sometimes we make so many re uh, resolutions that we are overwhelmed by the very burden of their number. But promise to do something powerful, fruitful, and rich in a spiritual way, in a gift, renew a relationship, allow ourselves a, a warmer sense of our being, why we are here, where we are going. But make a resolution, first of all, simply to say thank you. And God willingly, allow us by your grace to make those gifts profitable to us and to others and expand the richness of our lives.